Welcome to Mastering Your Exit Strategy. I'm your host, Christine Trumbull, a certified exit planning advisor, CPA, and certified tax strategist. I've spent the last 30 years working with owners to grow and scale their businesses, and then went on to help my own husband grow his. After his passing, I moved to the next chapter, ensuring seamless transitions for family-owned and closely held businesses. Each week, we are talking to experts about growth and transition, so you can not only simplify exiting your business, but also get as much wealth out of your business as possible. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Welcome again to Mastering Your Exit Strategy. Today's guest is Sandra Yancey. Sandra is the CEO and founder of eWomen Network. Her company is a multi-million dollar enterprise with over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America, Australia, and the United Kingdom. E-Women Network produces over 1,500 women's business events each year and the largest multi-day international women's business conference of its kind in New York, in, sorry, in North America annually. In addition to authoring, authoring six best-selling books on business, Sandra is an award-winning entrepreneur and is recognized by the International Alliance for Women on one of the world's 100 top difference makers and by CNN as an American hero. Additionally, Sandra has been selected by the award-winning TV show, The Doctors, to help transform the mind, body, and spirit of its viewers. The eWomen Network Foundation she created has to date awarded cash grants to 115 nonprofit organizations and scholarships to 186 emerging female leaders of tomorrow. So thank you very much, Sandra, for joining us today. It's so wonderful to be with you, Christine. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So what is the mission of eWomen? Pretty simple. One million women each achieving $1 million in annual revenue. That is, I love that mission. I've always been very attracted to that mission. And uh, it really speaks to uh, a lot of what's going on in the world right now. But we're going to get back to that. So let's back up and start at the beginning. Okay. I believe if I, I hope I'm not completely off the mark, but (laughs) you started in radio and then decided to create a women's networking organization. No, actually, it was the other way around. I had my own consulting practice and moved to Dallas. Um, When I lived in Ohio, I was traveling constantly. My clients were Coca-Cola and Levi Strauss and John Deere and AT&T, and the list goes on. And I moved to Dallas, and I thought, you know, I could build my practice where there would be, you know, my, my clients would be outside my backyard, right? I mean, there was... Um, oh my gosh, J.C. Penney's and Frito Lay and Texas Instruments, and so I started networking, and I could just could not find the network of women who thought like I did. If I'm going to be away from my family, my husband and kids, I want to come home and have something, you know, wonderful to show for it. And uh, so that's when I started it. I created it, and then about we we launched in September. And by April, the following year, what's that? Six, seven months later, what I did was I um, I did a, I pitched you know a uh, radio concept to ABC called the E Women Network Radio Show, and um, that's when I really built my list. Although we weren't calling it list building back then, you know, it was kind of database building at the time. Uh, so much language has changed, and um, and uh, and that's how I was on air for eight eight full years. 
And then in the ninth year, I opted not to renew my contract because I wanted to, my kids were older and I wanted to start traveling and meeting the members of eWomen Network and I couldn't do both. Yeah. Right. So um, given your mission, how long did it take you to hit your first million? If I, I think may we ask. were at three years, by three years, the third year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. And that is really, fantastic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Considering even today, about 1.7% of all women entrepreneurs in North America ever break a million dollars in annual revenue. Exactly. Let me just tell you, I made a lot of mistakes really compressed in those first three years (laughs) and, you know, got help. I mean, the biggest issue was that I was trying to figure it out on my on my own. And the minute I got help uh, from people way more successful than me, things started shifting very quickly. It didn't take long. So thank you for the segue to the next question. (laughs) What are some of the challenges that you faced in the beginning? Um, Well, uh, now understand back in 2000, I mean, one of the fundamental challenges, there really wasn't even Google, let alone social media. I mean, so so much has shifted and changed. My biggest challenge was that I launched a company, E-Women Network, just like E-Mail, the E was for electronic. And um, it was a very uh, painful and powerful lesson for me because uh, the the goal was, the intention was that it would be um, kind of like Facebook for women in business. Um, there would be e-profiles, right? And right. and but back then, Christine, people had to snail mail me actual photographs, and <laughs> we had to have them scanned and put in. I mean, everything was still plain text, and you know, people didn't have a lot of websites, and right. I mean, it was just such a different time, right? And but I had done focus groups before I launched the company, and women uh, overwhelmingly overwhelmingly said they didn't want they didn't want another meeting, not a one more thing on their plate. And uh, what I know is that women think with their heads, but they often behave, if you will, uh, with their their hearts. And there's just nothing that beats the eye-to-eye, face-to-face, heart-to-heart, knee-to-knee connection, like being live and in person. And so it took me, you know, a lot of throwing money, you know, kind of good money after good money (laughs) that didn't go anywhere (laughs) to kind of step back and say, this isn't working. We need to take a, a closer look. That was the biggest one. I mean, I almost went broke trying to launch something that was just an idea before it's time. So timing is everything in business, like right now, like what we're going through right now. This is the most exciting and demanding time in my 22 years in business, what we're going through right now, because the pandemic has changed everything as it relates to business, Mm -hmm. how people do business. I mean, we've got grandparents on Zoom. Most most people didn't know what Zoom really was right. or have accounts before the pandemic. And now we've got, you know, everybody on Zoom. But people are tired of it. You know, they're growing weary of it. Mm-hmm. And so there's this balance. But the buyer's journey has definitely shifted. You add to that that we've had 6 million people start businesses in the last six months of last year alone. And suddenly we've had this infiltration of small business owners. And if that's your audience, that's really great. But just remember, those are also your new competitors. So the the small business market has gotten more saturated and crowded than I've seen. And I've tracked it for 22 years very closely. So um, it's exciting. And it's also demanding to figure out how is it that you're going to stand out among this huge sea of sameness that's out there. Right. The marketing opportunity for sure. So what are some of the challenges that you're facing today? 
Well, we were a live event company. So the big thing was for us that we um, needed to go from purely in-person events and build the technology, you know, kind of while the ship was in the air, we didn't have the luxury of kind of landing this thing and putting it in a hangar right. and just kind of building the technology. I mean, we we had we went from March being shut down right in 2020 to you know being all online in uh, in April, and essentially we did what felt like would have been normally taken us about you know four or five months to do. We did inside a few weeks, so we've continued. Uh, to tweak that. We also did a large annual in-person conference, and now we do that and an, a, an online conference, you know, with the, this is not just for us, it's just not sitting in, in a, you know, in front of our, like right, right now, like I'm doing in my office, right? right? I mean, we rent a studio, the the same production crew that does Tony Robbins events, and it's a, it's a major um, ordeal, investment, and risk. To be honest with you, right. so you know that that didn't come without its sleepless nights and um, <laughs> sure <laughs> and long hours. You know because the dynamics are so different when you're doing a multi-day you know uh, online event, right? And so uh, completely different. How do you take some of the things that were sig- that are signature for us mm-hmm. and convert it from in person to online? Right. right? right. How do we uh, make ourselves available to people that are in in all different places around traveling and not traveling. Right. So, you know, as we look at how we offer products and service, our masterminds and things like that, you know, we have to be aware of, you know, being available to meet the needs of all people, mm-hmm. you know, not just a few people. So inclusivity has been rewritten um, for us in terms of not just the diversity of the people that we bring into the network, but inclusivity in terms of perspectives and attitudes and beliefs around the pandemic um, and that kind of thing. So it's it's not been without its constant um, innovative opportunities. I, I, I think of them as, you know, um, opportunity detections. You know, how do you detect how you go about shifting mm-hmm. how you talk, how you how you uh, communicate, you know, how you offer, what it is that you offer, etc. It's changed a lot. Mm-hmm.